Good morning. Welcome back to the broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Friday, February 9th, 2024. And our top story today, what it's like living on almost nothing but Social Security. And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Sandy Markwood is the Chief Executive Officer for U.S. Aging. Sandy, it's great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Jeff, thanks for having me. And uh, we're going to talk about Social Security this morning, often considered the third rail of American politics. And fortunately for both you and I, we're not talking politics. And I want to start off with just a basic question. How important is Social Security to many Americans in our country in terms of supporting their retirement uh, dreams and, and income? Well, as we're looking at Social Security, Social Security was created to be a safety net program. And it wasn't created to be the only source of retirement, but life has changed um, over the years since it was uh, instituted. And now um, we've gone from defined benefit pensions to defined contribution, uh, uh, excuse me, we've gone from defined benefit um, pensions to defined contribution pensions. And as that happens, uh, a lot of people have either had ideas that Social Security would be more than a safety net. Yeah. And um, because of that change in pensions, savings has changed as well. And so now as we're looking at Social Security and looking at the future of Social Security, more and more, there are people that are that are really relying on Social Security for their retirement benefits. And when you look at the average Social Security check being $1,900, Jeff, that's just not that much. No, it's not enough uh, when you're on a fixed income and inflation. And I know, Sandy, they just adjusted. I think the COLA, there was this, it was probably the biggest, one of the biggest COLAs, cost of living adjustments, I think for 2023 to deal with some of that inflation. But even with that COLA, Sandy, as you said, it, it's just not enough for people who are in retirement and on a fixed income. Right. It's not enough when you're looking at all of the costs that are associated as you age. Um, and again, we operate at U.S. Aging, my organization, a national call center, and we get calls from older adults and caregivers across the nation who don't understand that there is a price to Medicare, that Medicare isn't free, that don't understand that Medicare doesn't cover nursing homes and assisted living that don't really understand Medicaid and other benefit programs that really haven't planned for what life will be like as they retire and what financial resources that they're going to need to be able to do that well. Yeah. And, and you bring up um, not understanding how much more education. I mean, obviously you do you and the call center are doing a lot of work in, ter in terms of educating people, but there are millions and millions and millions of Americans I, I think you have a great call center, but it's probably difficult to service 100 million people on a day-to-day -day basis. What kind of education do we need to kind of get people back on track, both at or near retirement? But also I'm thinking about those 18, 19, 20-year-olds who are just entering the workforce like, hey, guys, gals, got to save. You know, absolutely. You know, Jeff, I think the thing is, is that we look at retirement and we just kind of push it off that it's just something that'll happen. But your point is well taken. You really need to be planning for retirement or for 
of retiring from the job that you've had for years potentially and doing something else that may involve employment or may not. But in any event, you should do life course planning and it should begin in your 20s, not in your 60s, so that you have time to be able to build that nest egg, to plan for what your life will be like and what you want your life to be like as you age. But we don't do that. Um, there is not really any financial planning for high school students or college students, period. But we really need to build that into our educational system so that people are recognize what Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security will cover, but also are planning for their financial future from the point that they get their first job. And, and Sandy, I mean, a lot of people put their head in the sand, my, my, myself included, delay, delay, delay. Um, but do you think that some of the recent news about the Social Security Trust Fund, I think there's also been some concern about the Medicare Trust Fund. I mean, look, the bottom line is there aren't enough, there are more retirees than there are workers. It's, it's kind of hard to fund Social Security if, if you're on a pay-go system. Do you think that wakes people up to say, okay, there's a lot of concern about Social Security. Hopefully it'll be there. I, I don't know the politics of it, but we need to do more individually as an individual to plan and put money in an IRA or 401k or just put it into your savings account? Absolutely. I think, you know, the news has um, ended up having a twofold kind of reaction from the public. One, from younger folks, I think they think, well, Social Security is just not going to be there for me. Um, so they're either really focusing more on savings or they're sticking their heads in the sand and going, well, you know, it'll all work out. Um, I would not advocate for the latter. Um, I think that, you know, we really need to look at retirement and, and recognize that even in the best circumstances, when you're saving money, or oftentimes people, you know, once I get my kids through college, once I do this, um, then I'll put more money away in my savings account. But what we know is life happens. And yeah. for a lot of people who intended to continue working into their 60s and maybe even 70s, they get a health condition that will prevent them from doing that. The other issue is they find themselves in a caregiving situation. And instead of being able to continue to work full time, they may need to be a part time worker or complete, completely end their work experience until that caregiving is over. And then re-entering the workforce is very difficult. Yeah. Um, so as we look at this space, again, I, I, you know, the one thing that I would encourage everybody to do, Jeff, is to plan. Um, whether that is um, how extensive you're able to do that um, really probably depends on your financial situation. But you need to plan. You need to plan for some type of savings and, and prioritize that. You need to find out what Social Security would cover. And for so many people, they don't even recognize what the age of Social Security is. And they go, oh, I can take early Social Security at 62, but they don't realize what they're losing by taking early Social Security, um, by not waiting to 66 or 67 or even to 70 when they could get a 32% higher return than if they if they retired at 62. So finding out about what Social Security will cover, finding out about Medicare, 
and finding out what the cost of Medicare is and finding out that it doesn't cover vision and dental and all of the health insurance that you might have gotten when you were employed. Um, finding out about other different types of assistance that exist in the community to support older adults as they age. And, and that is a lot of the work of Area Agencies on Aging, which my organization represents. But yeah. planning across the board about your financial security as you move forward, but also prioritizing what kind of life you want to live, where you want to live, and the support systems that would exist in the community to help you really realize that. Yeah, Sandy, all really good points. And look, I have to take a very quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about what you can do. But I also want to talk to Sandy about what policymakers can do, both at the state, local, and federal level. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Sandy, thanks so much for staying with us. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two this morning. Great, wonderful. Uh, Sandy, you talked about shoring up Social Security and Medicare. I, I wanna talk a little bit about the caregiver. Uh, the caregiver, you, talk, you hinted at this in segment one, that caregiver oftentimes goes unpaid. Oftentimes it's a woman, female, uh, who has to give up their career. That's just statistically how it happens. But there's been a lot of development with caregivers over the past several years where the federal government has looked to shore up caregiving, caregiving, I should say. Yeah. You know, Jeff, I think it was really exciting um, in 2022 when we had the passage of the national, the RAISE, the National Family Caregiver Strategy first time in this nation where all federal agencies came together and really the entire caregiving community came together to really look at what we need to do as a nation to support caregivers. 
And, you know, at this point, we are looking at implementing those strategies across the board. And those strategies include actions that the federal government can take, state and local government, but also actions that communities can take. And again, we were talking a lot about heads up planning, which is important. It's important to plan as you age, but none of us really plan to be a caregiver. It just happens. And so looking at, there are a lot of policy discussions that are going on right now about caregiver support, um, looking at tax credits and other types of initiatives that will help caregivers do the heroic task they do in caring. But as you pointed out, you know, given the focus of this program, there are financial consequences to caregiving, both in people who give up their jobs or scale down their jobs, give up promotions, but also the cost of caregiving, given the fact that most caregivers contribute a great deal um, to the care of their loved ones. Uh, Sandy, one thing that I think has really changed uh, that I think kind of plays into what you're talking about, aging in place. A lot of people, you know, it used to be the senior, I don't know what you call them, senior community. You go to the senior community. A lot of people now just want to stay in their home. They don't want to, they don't want to leave. And, and it, it's almost like a reversion back to, I don't know, pre-1900 or, or before Social Security where people, families lived together. You had the grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, all the, all the children living under one tent. Are we, are we going to see that kind of reversion continue uh, to try to meet some of these uh, caregiving and infrastructure challenges that we're seeing? You know, Jeff, I think we are beginning to see some sea change there in um, family living situations. And again, you know, there was a time when, and there will always be some people who want to live in senior communities, whether they be independent living or assisted living, but there's a cost to that. Yep. And um, in looking at that, I think it depends on what your priorities are um, and where you want to live. Looking at across the board, on housing issues, if you want to age in place and you still want to remain in your family home, then the issue becomes what adjustments do you need to make to that home to ensure that it will meet your needs as you age? Maybe yeah. it's adding guardrails. Maybe it's adding ramps when you need them. Um, you know, there are adjustments that you can make that will make that a lifetime home. You also need to start looking at transportation because most of the places we live are reliant on the car to get to the doctor's office, to get to the grocery store, to visit friends. Well, at some point as you age, um, most people either don't wanna drive at night, they don't wanna drive on the freeway. That will, that will really limit your mobility and your ability to really thrive in the community. So if you're looking at, um, staying in your in your home or moving to another one. You need to look at transportation. You need to look at access to health care. You need to look at the things in your community that you are going to need to age well. And um, again, and ensuring from the community perspective that there's an investment to ensure that those different factors, that those different elements are there. Yeah, I think you make some really good points. Uh, you know, I think this is uh, the, the first of many Steps. I realize that you and others have been in this industry for a long time doing the planning. I think a lot of us are just kind of waking up. And I think that's where the education as well is going to come in, how to use Social Security, Medicare, but also what you can do to prep yourself to be ready for your life 
at After 65. Sandy, we're going to have to leave it there. Great to talk to you. Thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Wonderful, Jeff. Thanks for having me. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest? Someone you think we should talk to? Drop us a line. And don't forget for all the latest curated news in lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more, all in one, one place. Check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, then visit our website. We're back again tomorrow with another edition of BRN Weekly. Jane King will be joining us and we'll have a very special guest. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe. Can't get it all out. I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe. Keep on saving and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.